Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for March 11th, 2018. Uh, today I'm going to review yesterday's Deep Jewels Women's MMA show that was at uh, uh, Shinjuku Face in Tokyo. Uh, Deep Jewels, of course, is owned by Deep. They're basically a um, continuation of Smack Girl. Smack Girl was sold to Deep and uh, they took it over. Uh, the big problem with this company is it has a very low talent level, and uh, they do some strange things, which makes you wonder what's wrong with them. And uh, yesterday we saw a big problem where, I guess they're the last MMA company in the world that still has fights that are two five-minute rounds. You know, for women's MMA, that used to be the norm back in the day. Remember when Strike Force was three three-round fights, but... Every all fights are now three five-minute rounds, except for Deep Jewels, and, and unfortunately, that can be a problem because um, there's a reason why fights are three rounds. This way here, you have an odd number of rounds, and so you have an actual decision. What happens sometimes in Deep Jewels is you end up with very strange decisions because you only have two rounds. And uh, I was asked about this uh, a while back, uh, on Twitter, uh, why does this uh, Japanese fighter have uh, so many draws? And that's the reason. It used to be all fights in Japan were two rounds, but most of them have gotten away from that. And I think Deep Jewels is kind of the um, uh, kind of the last remnant of that. And I I don't know why uh, matchmaker Shigeru Seiki just doesn't stop doing that, except to say that he's an old fart and he doesn't like to change anything. So that's the way he is. So the main event on that show, on this show, was uh, Mina Karobe defending her Deep Jewels Atomweight Championship against uh, Satomi Takano, who is known as Sarami. And uh, there's nothing special about the fight. Uh, uh, Mina won uh, by unanimous decision. The, the problem with her is she's 40 years old, so she's an older fighter, and she's nothing special. I mean, we saw her in Korea face. Uh, Ham so he and she just looked like you know uh, you know a mid card fighter so she's really not, not not a main event fighter now after the the fight uh, she called out uh, uh, Ryzen owner Sakagabara for not booking her on a Ryzen show and he says she says uh, I'm not I'm for is it because I'm 40 years old and I don't have big boobs anyway he said he would book her on a show so I guess that's going to happen. Uh, the co-main event on this uh, show was um, uh, King Rina uh, finishing uh, Korean fighter So Young Park in 90 seconds with a Kimura. And again, uh, Sakagabara was there and he said that Rina would be on the May 6th Ryzen show. Now with uh, another bit fight here, it came to a, uh, the problem with the two rounds. There were a couple of fights that had uh, problems because of the two rounds. One was uh, Kana Watanabe, which is this uh, uh, highly touted judoka against Yukari Nabe. And um, <coughs> the fight was uh, scored as, um, just a minute here. <coughs> the fight was scored as a draw. And it looked to me like there may have been some uh, controversy about that. It looks like Kana actually won the fight. And for some reason, two of the judges scored it in 1919. Uh, I don't know if it was that close or what happened, but this is the problem you run into when you have a two-round fight. Uh, you end up with a lot of draws. 
And so that was the problem. You had uh, one judge score at 2018 for uh, uh, Kana, and the other two judges scored at 1919. And um, again, you can avoid this very easily. You just don't have two-round fights. You have three-round fights. Uh, otherwise, why even bother? All right, so the same thing happened uh, in a um, fight here with uh, masked woman idol Nanaka Kawamura against Mizuke Furuz. Again, this is a two-round fight, and uh, what basically happened is uh, Furuz won the second round quite easily, but there was some uh, doubt about the first round, I guess, and I guess they wanted to avoid a draw. Okay, so what they did in, what they did is one judge scored it a draw at 19-19, and then the other two scored it at 20-18 for Farouz, and she won the fight, when in fact, you could have had it tied at one round of peach, and the third round would have decided it. So, it doesn't make any sense to keep having two round fights, that's really what I'm saying. Uh, the other fight where that might have been uh, some question was uh, Amoeba beating... Hikaru Sato uh, by unanimous, by majority decision. It looks like it was a very similar thing where it was a close fight and there was some uh, danger of scoring it a draw and they want to avoid that if they can. And really, a third round would avoid that. So that's really what, uh, for me, comes out of this is that uh, it's not the judging that's the problem. The problem is you got to have three round fights. Stop with the two rounds. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, other... Fights on the show included uh, Toma Maisawa uh, beating uh, Yuko Saito by unanimous decision, uh, Yuko Kuryu over Tomomi Suda by armbar, uh, Mika Arai beating Pan Hui by unanimous decision, and Hikaru Aono over Ana Kuriyama by Kuriyama by. Uh, a unanimous decision. Hikaru almost got a finish there, but not quite. Uh, so that was yesterday's Deep Jewel show. A uh, couple of other items I want to talk about. Uh, it was announced yesterday uh, that uh, uh, Rina Joshi Puresu will suspend operations, and it looks like they're going to close permanently. Um, they, they didn't say they're going to close permanently, but that's kind of how it looks. Um, for those not familiar with this company, uh, Rena, uh, they started back in 2011, and at the time when they started, uh, the, one of the co-owners was uh, veteran uh, wrestler uh, Yumiko Hota, and uh, the main feature of the company was that they had a working agreement with CMLL, which is, of course, the big Mexican company. And so the benefit of that is they were part owners, so they, you know, they have money, uh, they would send wrestlers to uh, Japan, and uh, they were part of the storylines there. So uh, they were able to, to, you know, get by on that for a while. Uh, it went through a couple of changes, including Hoda leaving the company. And uh, in recent years, they seem to flounder quite a bit, and I'm not particularly surprised that they're closing. Uh, part of the problem is they lost their uh, working agreement with CMLL, and that was a big blow to them. And the other problem is a lot of their uh, uh, star wrestlers uh, left the company for one reason or another. Uh, the big one, I guess, would have been Suri, who uh, 
uh, now is fighting for the UFC. So uh, some of the things were under their control, and also one of their more popular wrestlers, Makoto, uh, was forced to uh, uh, retire for a while due to a neck injury. Looks like she's come back, though, but uh, I don't know if she'll work a full-time schedule, not from what I can tell anyway. Uh, so the company has uh, uh, closed, and it appears that they will stay closed. I'm not sure where the wrestlers... Most of the wrestlers who were working there were very inexperienced, and you've got to have stars in the company if you're going to continue. And they just this, this, these guys just didn't have the money uh, to do that. So, um, you know, the problem is that there's no... You know, it's a tough business over there because there are a lot of companies, and there isn't all that much money to go around. And so uh, some of them should probably close, but they don't. And uh, this is a company that it appears has seen its last legs. Uh, the other thing I wanted to comment on was a, um, an item that I saw yesterday about Carmella, the WWE, and uh, the possibility that she will uh, use her Money in the Bank uh, briefcase at WrestleMania. So as we've talked about before here on uh, my blog and also here on the podcast, uh, it appears that after tonight's Fastlane show that Asuka will choose to face uh, Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. So why is she choosing Charlotte Flair? Basically, Charlotte wants a four-star match at WrestleMania, so she asked to face Asuka. Really, Asuka doesn't really care who she faces, you know. She, she figures she can make, have a good match with anybody, which is true. So... One of the problems that you run into here is once Asuka is over on SmackDown, well, what's Carmella going to do with the Money in the Bank briefcase? What happened is that Carmella won the briefcase, and lately in storylines, she's kind of been out of the spotlight. And now for a while, you know, she had that angle with uh, uh, James Ellsworth, uh, the jobber that... Uh, WWE stupidly hired, and of course they put him in the angle with the women because they didn't know what else to do with him. So he got released after a year, and maybe he added more to that angle than they realized because the problem with Carmella is she keeps teasing using the Money in the Bank briefcase, but she has to use it at some point. And uh, the big problem with giving someone like her the Money in the Bank briefcase she, like, she isn't any good as a wrestler. I'm not even going to say she's a bad wrestler. I'm going to say she's not a wrestler. Before she got into pro wrestling, she was a dancer for the uh, New England Patriots. And, uh, you know, she's just not very good. I mean, I, I don't know how else to put it. Uh, she, she, she can talk, so I, I don't really have a problem with her being in... Uh, uh, I don't really have a problem with her being you know, a mouthpiece for somebody or managing somebody or something like that. But she's just not a very good wrestler. And so she's kind of gone by the wayside. So the question is, what is she going to do with the money in the bank uh, briefcase? So apparently they're talking to her about cashing it in at WrestleMania and then losing to Asuka. Because she's not going to beat Asuka. There's no way. There's no way. And, um, you know, Asuka is so good at selling offense and playing possum and all that kind of stuff that she may think that she should, they're going to give, her, give the impression that, oh, Asuka, you know, is really worn out from that match and that sort of thing there, and she's going to come to the ring and uh, cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase, and, and then Asuka will beat her. So that, that's, I think, what they're going to do. Um, they've talked to her about it, and it said in the item that I read that she's okay with it. 
listen, she's not going to beat Asuka anyway. We saw what happened when the uh, mixed match challenge match it didn't last very long. And, and by the way, that was the first time they had wrestled, those two had seen each other on TV. They had wrestled at NXT on house shows, but not on TV. So uh, that's what uh, they, I understand they're going to do. Uh, like I said, after tonight's Fastlane um, uh, pay-per-view, we'll get a better idea, I think, uh, of where Asuka is going to be. Like I said, it's pretty well known what she's going to do. It's just when is she going to say it, okay? So that's about it. And that's it from the uh, Big Bad Podcast today. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. And don't forget that you can uh, subscribe to this podcast on Google Play Music and uh, also Pocket Casts. And uh, I'll let you know if anything, any other sources uh, come up in that area. Uh, have a good day and we'll talk to you tomorrow.